When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Good morning, War Report family. Your guy, Ike Jones, here. Another morning drop today. You know we had to discuss it. TJ Finley, no longer a part of the Auburn football program, has decided to exercise that grad transfer. We're going to get in here. We're going to talk about it. Y'all know how we do morning drop style. He gone. Let's drop it on. You are now listening to The War Report. Morning drop right here. It is Tuesday, May the 3rd, and I am joined by Mike G this morning. But Mike G, how you feeling this morning? Man, (laughs) I feel rage. I'm a little (laughs) upset this morning. Uh, We're going to get into it. But uh, yeah, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, uh, so this is not a a move that we didn't see coming, right? Like we have been anticipating TJ potentially um, graduating and deciding to move on from the program. He just made it official yesterday on Twitter. Um, The, you know, for those unfamiliar with how it works, you announce your intent to go into the transfer portal. School has within 48 hours to honor that. Um, With him being a grad transfer, he did have the ability to do that outside of the normal window for a an undergraduate transfer so he made his post on social media it was short and sweet he didn't really have a you know like a lot of these transfer portal uh posts you see there's this long prayer graph where they're thanking a bunch of people and they want to thank the fans and they want to thank this and that yep. he was pretty much like hey auburn it's been fun i'm out <laughs> like his was <laughs> short sweet to the point uh, mm-hmm. I graduated, you know, he is, he got his degree. yeah, he has his degree from Auburn, right? So he has Rachel, his correct. degree is going to say Auburn university on there. And he's, he is, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes uh, post his Auburn career. He definitely does want to continue to play football, but Mike, um, what are your thoughts on TJ transferring and uh, uh, all of the for, things surrounding uh, that? For accuracy, mm-hmm. the statement was, the memories created here will never be forgotten. Thank you for an amazing two years. With me graduating this summer, I will be entering the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Yeah. TJ Finley. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Signature TJ Finley. Right. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm upset, okay. mad. Okay. And a lot disappointed about the comments that I'm seeing on social media, just in regards to TJ Finley saying, I'm, I've gotten my degree and I'm moving on. Now it was not an unexpected move, but for you and I, like it, it was, I just don't understand the hate that he's getting for moving on for somebody who honestly played very little here. (laughs) His impact to Auburn on the field over the last two years has been relatively minimal. Mm-hmm. He came in and he he saved the Georgia State game. Uh, you know, if he had not been on one leg, maybe the Iron Bowl that year turns out a little differently. Mm-hmm. He played in a couple games to start the next season mm-hmm. and then set out almost the whole season. Yeah, Penn State was the last time that he started a game, played maybe three plays in the Ole Miss game later last season. Yeah. Why do people have this energy for him? That's like good riddance. 
because he don't was, let the door hit you on the way out. I'm just like, if if you read the narratives that people are putting out there, he was some sort of cancerous player in the locker room, which. I don't know that you will find players who agree with that thought press. I don't think that you'll find coaches who agree with that. So that's always been weird to me that TJ some sort of cancer. Uh, I, I understand the comments that he's made publicly that people don't agree with. I don't agree with them. I think TJ should have not gone to social media to air his grievances that he had with basically trying to clap back at fans who have had issues yeah, with how he's playing now, and then going now, on podcasts saying well, whatever he's been saying. I think it, that it, those are bad choices by him for sure. Okay, so so these are these are young mistakes. Everybody like listen, I don't know if we have a we've had a quarterback that hasn't done something to that extent. Uh, I don't know. Bo, Bo was here. I mean, like, you know, uh uh, uh they've all just said questionable things in the media. Right, but on the current roster, yeah, one hundred percent. Robbie's done this uh, a couple of times. You know, going back to Demetrius. Yeah, even going back to Bo, he didn't handle himself one hundred percent the way he should have handled himself. Right, yeah. all the time. And but here's the grace that I have for Bo, for Robbie, for any of these guys in this position. Right, like it is difficult, I think, to constantly read unwarranted negativity about yourself and not eventually say something back and it come out the wrong way. So, like, I'm not saying it's right. I'm with you. I, I don't, <laughs> if you have a chance to say something or not say something, that's dumb. Right. <laughs> you don't say it. However, I don't, I just don't understand the vitriol for a guy who essentially rarely, he didn't, he barely played here. Yeah. I don't get it. So it wasn't like he was out there losing games. Uh, people will argue that he lost a couple of games. I don't, so... Like, uh, you, but but is it, is it that is it too is it is it proportionate to the hate that he's getting? Though? No, just no. just for saying that I'm going to transfer. If you wanted him out of here, I don't understand why you can't just be like, "Hey, man, <laughs> this is what I wanted," but I don't need to say, "Don't let the door hit you on the way out," and then call yourself a fan. Yeah, what it's, I mean, it's definitely overboard. I mean, but Come let's on, be man. clear. There were a lot of people who did the same thing when Bo Nix left here, right? And, and it's, it was it's, wrong then, too. Yeah, and it's 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 gotten kind of to this point where I don't know why you have to be happy with people transferring out of your program, Un, you know, like unless they have been awful in all regard. Like it's just like TJ, he, he's he's not a bad dude. Um, you know, and I wish him, you know, six, I, I say this the same, I'm going to say the same thing I say when every other player leaves. I wish him the most success in the world um, until he says something negative about Auburn. Like if he g goes somewhere else and he starts to like trash starts Auburn, trashing, then, yeah. then I have no love for TJ anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And so, I mean, if the players are expected to take the high road, I think there should be some mechanism by, why, by which we hold fans accountable for not doing the same. So, you know, you want to be able to say what you want to say. And, you know, Coy Moore put a tweet out there that mm -hmm. essentially was saying just that. Yeah. And he wasn't talking just about guys who are staying on the team. He's talking about some of his brothers that are transferring. Mm -hmm. Y'all behind cell phones talking shit. Right? Don't know what you're talking about. And, it, it, it you know, they're not sociopaths, man. They have feelings. Right. I get it. The whole world, they should stay off Twitter then. I don't yeah, like that either. I, yeah, I, I, don't, like, I don't like the whole thing of like, you know, fans are going to be fans and they're going to say stuff you need to have thick skin. Like, I think some stuff just goes too far. Yes, you should have thick skin. Because listen, right. yeah, we get on here. And so this is, this is not me trying to take some sort of stance that I don't get on this very platform in front of a microphone and say, TJ turns the ball over too much. TJ needs to work on what he has to, you know, say in front of cameras when he has it in, on him. He doesn't need to be on his social. I, I say those things. What I don't go to the point of saying is that he's a cancer. Get him off of my football team. I don't want to see him ever in an Auburn uniform again. Good rid. I don't say you've never heard me say any. I don't think Grant Loy is a good football player. I have never, you have never once heard me say, I am so glad Grant Loy is off of this football team. Never. Why? Never. Why? Why? He came here. He he practiced. He did what was asked of him. He got, you know, hopefully they got an education. And if they choose to move on, just let them move on. But um, the the idea that these young guys have to behave perfectly in the face of consistent tactlessness, to me, it just doesn't sit well with me. 
right? We ask them to respond perfectly to idiots constantly, yeah. right? And every once in a while, as a human, because you have feelings, you might snap or you might say something that's just a little out of pocket, right? Like the whole Jesus comment. Yeah, that, uh, was, that was totally blown out of proportion. <laughs> Come on, man, right? It, yeah. it was blown out of proportion, but I get, but you just, when he, when he reflects on that, he'll understand why you don't say that. Yeah. Bo said, Bo said something similar. <laughs> right. Like no, he did. About- yeah. And I, and, and, but <laughs> yeah, and it was thought like, he uh, was being a good Christian at the time. Like, I just don't, it's, it's uh, weird. Energy. Right. And but, I was just like, eh, like, I don't like the comment. I don't like the comparison, uh, yeah. uh, for by either. Uh, so I got the same energy for both of them on that. But again, I have a certain grace for these guys because they are just trying to exist. And they should be able to be on social media, at least to some extent. I don't believe it's the same now, but we we talked about this on the Mike McNamee's podcast uh, or before the podcast a little bit about, you know, the energy that people have for pro athletes. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, good riddance Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Right. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies, right? He did a lot to bring that energy to himself. Correct. <laughs> right. I don't think that TJ Finley has done anything to bring that kind of energy to the level that I'm seeing it to himself. Go back and look at his tweet and look at the amount of quote tweets on, on his goodbye tweet and on the tweets announcing you know, from on three and, and, and two, four, seven arrivals, just announcing that he's transferring. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's right. A little, it's a little, uh, uh, not a little so, overboard. It's way overboard. All right. <laughs> and, and, and just so that we're clear, just because you don't at the player, does not mean, does not give you a pass for this. Yeah. Not adding the player does not give you a pass. They see it. It pops up. They have family. They have friends. People screenshot things. It, it gets to them. They see it. Yeah. They see it. So whenever I get on Twitter and I tweet something and it's about a player, I tweet with the assumption that they're going to see it. Right. Most of them I don't follow us. Yeah. But they're going to see it. They see the things that we post. And I know because I'll run into them in real life, and they're always like, I, I follow your Twitter, Mike G. And I'm just like, but you physically don't follow my Twitter. What do right. you mean you follow my Twitter? No, he's saying, I see the things that you post, right. whether I hit the follow button or not. Now, that might be giving some fans a little bit too much credit, Ike, but like, I just feel like if we're going to call ourselves the better fan base and, and take the high road and say, you know, we're Auburn fans, we're better, and part of being better is not attacking athletes for simply existing because that's what's happening to TJ Finley right now. It's crap, and it it it, it has to stop. Yeah, because right? I mean, I, I, wanting him to be I, on the bench, I, I I get that. Like, hey, I don't want to see this guy go into the game because he's not that good to me. I'm 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 one hundred wanting to bench a guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm no. good with that energy. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, I mean, but there's one thing. I don't know, but would, would I ever get out and tweet, oh, Lord, so-and-so is going into the game. No. It's over. Yeah. No, because you're still rooting for Auburn, so you're rooting for that kid. Yeah, because you well. want him to go in there and succeed. You're hoping it's like, you're in your in your back of your mind, you're like, oh, Lord, it's such a... Oh, Lord, such, yeah. Go out. But, and then but, they do something amazing. Almost, you're like, yes. Ah. Yes. Right, so... Yeah. You know, the, the 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 I again, I'm capping this. I'm capping my dot drive off by re- reiterating. I don't think the level of vitriol he's receiving is proportionate to the impact that he had on the field for Auburn over the last two years, both good and bad. I just don't. I think like if he had started the last three years and he came in with all these expectations and he lost a, a bunch of games and like. You know what I mean? And he was the thing that was holding Auburn back. I would kind of get at least, I still would be okay with it, but I would get some of this. Yeah. He was yeah. not. I, I, Auburn it, fired it, it a is, coach. It's directly like, proportional to, I think, the comparison of what people felt like. It, uh, a lot of the TJ Finley hate is people feeling like, see, this is what you guys wanted when you pushed Bo out the door. This is what you get. And so they're directing all of that energy towards TJ and it's not, that's not TJ's fault. Anything to do with TJ. Yeah. That's it. And you can feel like that. You can feel like he got pushed out the door, certainly. Um, and I would say there's probably some truth to that with the last coach. But, you know, I, I just don't, I know when you come in with a certain level of, of expectation, Isaac, when you come in with a certain level of hype, there's a certain expectation for a minimum 
level of production. And when that doesn't happen, you, it can elicit negative reactions from fans. I don't think TJ came in with that sort of hype or expectation. That's why I don't get this. I don't think he came in with savior expectation. I think he was a three-star quarterback. He was a three-star quarterback that came in, and he was expected to be a backup year one. They needed him early. <laughs> he saved them from what would have been the most embarrassing loss in the last 15 years. Off the bench. Yeah. Right? And then he never really got a shot after that, I think, to, to win the job, win the job. Um, you know, probably some degree to his own fault. Yeah, no. But like, it, it was it was TJ's fault. He did not yeah, win that job. Right, he didn't win the job. Right, yeah. But, you know, for the most part, he didn't, he didn't do everything perfectly while he was here. I just don't think he's done anything to deserve what I'm seeing on social media. And I think that, you know, Coy Moore's tweet kind of underscores why fans need to be excoriated for this behavior. Yeah. I don't care if you at the player. I don't care if you try to, you think you're saying it behind their back. I don't care if you think they'll never see it. If you say it, it exists. And there's, there is a better than good chance they will see it. And it's not because they're out there searching their names on Twitter. I don't care if I follow you, if you follow me or I follow you. If you tweet about me, there's a better than good chance I'm going to see it. Just me. You know why? Because I have a following, and right. those people follow people, and those people see things. Right. And if it's bad enough, somebody will be like, Mike G, what's up with this guy tweeting about you? You don't even follow him. Right. I don't know. Most of the time, I ignore it. So I can only imagine to what level these players are dealing with this. And at some point, you hit a boiling point. Ike, then you pop, and, you, and, and you're going to see more tweets like what we saw from Coy Moore last night. Saying, hey, y'all doing a little bit too much Twitter talking with them Twitter fingers. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not right, and it's not fair, and just leave my boys alone. Right. You want me to play for you. But you can't not even not trash my teammates. Yep. And let's be clear. I think that, that there's this... This this idea that exists out there as well that Auburn's not the only place that the you know it's going to be like this in the NFL and other teams do this. It doesn't really matter to me that matter. other it teams matter. do this. Like that's not the point of this. Is not we're not worse than other people. It's that I would like for us to be better. Better. Like right. that's that, that that's my whole point about all of the. But the we stuff claim that, that we're better. Yeah. But we claim that we're better a lot, and I think that that is where I am. Saying, hey, you know, if, if if you can't understand this, then we're not better. Yeah. We're the same. And treated this kid like this, and, you know, I had the same energy. I didn't think it was right when people did it to Bo. All he did was come, from what we know, publicly, was show up here, try to be play his best. You know, he put it all on the field, and he got his degree, and he moved on. Right. Going out the door, he did nothing here that deserved vitriol on the way out the door. Right. There were a lot of people who gave him the same energy, though. Right. And it was wrong then. Yeah, it was and it's wrong. It was so unnecessary. It was just like, okay, but, like, he's just saying, I'm moving on. It's time for me to move on. If you were one of those people who wanted him gone, you didn't need to get on, on your soapbox and kick Bo in the ass on the way out. There was, no, there was no need for that. But those same people are doing that to TJ now and i'm just like man can we just stop this say nothing it would be better to say nothing but i i don't get it but just don't claim the moral high road when people are taking auburn fans to task on twitter and on social media yeah yeah right? I mean, you earned you earned this look how you treat your own and let's be he got his degree here he's our own yeah right he got his degree here he's our own yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's 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 silly, and I, I think people need to figure out you know just kind of how to how to balance it out because Twitter allows you that anonymity to go and say what you feel like you want to say, and you can with no profile picture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, listen, yeah. even the people with profile pictures who feel like they're being tough guys or tough girls because they want to you know say it with their chest, it's it's unnecessary. Is my entire point? Like, okay, you feel like that, and you want to get. Making jokes, I'm okay with jokes, you know, because I make jokes all the time. I don't really make them at players or anything like that. I make them at schools. Like, you know, I said, listen, I, I, I own the fact that I have made a bunch of jokes about Ole Miss and a bunch of jokes about coaches. And it, like, I own that, right? But I'm joking, right? I don't, I, as much as I joke about Lane Kiffin being, you know, the, the fourth and Kiffin thing, like, I don't actually have any 
hatred towards Lane Kiffin as a part. I don't know Lane Kiffin. If I met Lane Kiffin tomorrow, I wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to have that same energy in person. I'm going to be like, why you call it on? Like, that's not necessary. Lane Kiffin's a coach. I talk about his coaching job. I don't, I think Nate Oates is a goofball, right? Like, but I don't, I don't have no like personal hatred towards Nate Oates. He coaches for the wrong team and he does stupid things on the sideline. Okay. I don't, you know, like that's just not who I am as a person. So I don't get on social media and have that bravado towards these people because that's not how I would behave in real life. Right. Right. So I don't, right. I don't understand the the additional courage that people get on social media to say this stuff. And I am, and, and it's, it's the way that social media is. I get it. But I think that there is, we, we've crossed a line where people, they're doing stuff for clicks, likes, and clout that is just completely unnecessary and forgetting there are real people on the other side of those yeah. things that, yeah, have to, that have to sit and read this stuff. There are friends and family members of those people who have to sit and read this stuff about their son, cousin, friend, brother, uh, sister, daughter, right? Like, and to you, that doesn't matter. But I guarantee you, if you were the person on the other side of that and you were the one receiving a bunch of nonsense on social media constantly over and over and over and over, you'd be deleting your account or you'd be blowing up at somebody saying some crazy wild stuff back to them. You'd be like, this is unnecessary. I'm, I'm getting off of like, but you want them because they play a sport to just deal with it. Just deal with it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it, but whatever. So, um, you know, I, I think social media serves its purpose in sports and, you know, you remember a while back when ESPN and a lot of um, sports media outlets cut their comment sections, mm -hmm. right? And part of the reason that they cut their comment sections was because they served no purpose. They were just like beds of like toxic, just, you know, the worst, most vile things people would say in comment sections. So AL.com cut their comment section, Ike, ESPN cut it, and... The thing that they said, the statement that I think ESPN made was essentially that these conversations, there are plenty of vehicles for these conversations elsewhere. So we're going to cut it on our website, but we welcome you guys to continue the conversation about this content, you know, wherever you have those conversations, which means Twitter, Facebook, you know, and to some ex a lesser extent, Instagram, right? And now TikTok. Um, but Again, you had whole organizations who cut uh, a segment of their business because of the toxicity of people online and what people do with anonymity online. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. You know, if you wouldn't say this, a lot of people, if they walked up on TJ, they wouldn't say this stuff to his face. And, and if they and did, again, they would be scared. Even if you were the person that would say it to his face, you're still wrong. You're still wrong. Yeah. Like it does just because you'd be brave enough, I'd say it to his face. That doesn't make your right to do it. Yeah. That just makes you a bold. Within your right to do it. Yeah. It doesn't make you right. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to go to the comment section to see what you guys are airing out right now in regards to TJ Finley. We will start, of course, with Super Chats. The first one in here is B-Wheel's Forehead, who says, I always knew TJ smelled like nickels and drank white Gatorade. I have no idea what's going on with this right here, but... um, (laughs) That's a funny comment. That's actually a funny comment. (laughs) White Gatorade, if you don't know, is the devil's tea. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) It's, it's awful. awful. It is it's one of the, one of the most bland-tasting <laughs> liquids I've ever had. Like, it's... It, especially, like, have you ever had the, uh, like, the no-sugar version of a Gatorade? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh. I don't even like, know why people what, do Gatorade this. Gatorade Zero? Yes. Oh, look. I listen, there... No, but there's another version of that that's, like... I don't know, like... I know what you're talking about. I actually don't mind the Gatorade Zeros as long as they're cold, mm-hmm. but not every flavor. Nah. But there's another version that is supposed to be like calorie, like no calories, mm-hmm. that is way worse than the Zero version. I and can't do it, bro. It's all bad. It's all bad. So, okay, so, um, before we get into the comments, we didn't spend very much time actually talking about TJ Finley as far as a player is concerned, right? So I do want to get into that. I'm going to go into some more comments, but I do want to talk about TJ Finley as a player because we spent a lot of time talking about fan reaction but tj finley is a guy opposite separate from how fans react to him but let's continue down this path with super chats with imani smooth says we ask young men to respond perfectly to grown people who should know better i agree with this 100 you should know better you're you are the adult in this situation for the most part now there are some people who are college students and as well but for the most part they're adults who are doing this like you're 40 something years old at, you know, a, a 19, 20, 21 year old telling them that, you know, I'm glad that you will never be back at my school playing football again. And and you're not saying it as nicely as I just did. Um, and I don't understand that. And uh, But again, there are people who feel like we go too far on our platform when we talk about how people play and saying that they could be better. And I'm just like, but st- some of those same people do those things on Twitter. And I'm just like, what? Like I don't, I don't get how me critiquing his play and keeping it that that is worse than, I guess because our platform is bigger. I don't know. I don't understand. Right. Right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep doing what I do. Uh, ben Bloodworth says, "What's the true story behind why TJ didn't play or travel during the last five games of the year?" This is a good question. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable addressing all of yes. this. Yes, and so, yeah. and and again, listen, he he's not here. Because a lot of the things surrounding that are sensitive, I'm not going to be the person to say it before TJ does, right? If he ever wants to address it publicly, then we can come talk about it. I hate the narrative that was created around that, that TJ quit on his team, though, because that's not true. True, yeah. It's not true that he quit on his team. There was a lot of other stuff going on, and he just needed some time. And he was given that time. And and here is, and I, I think I've said this out loud before, and this is what I want people to understand. How you know what I'm saying is at least partially true, at least partially true. You can take it with a grain of salt if you want to, is notice the difference between how the coaching staff treated TJ's absence and how the coaching staff treated a guy like Landon King's absence, right? right. Landon King and TJ both healthy at the end of the season, Right. Landon King said he wanted to redshirt the remainder of his season and just not play. And the coaching staff said to him, either you're coming back to play as a healthy player. Are you clear to play? Yes. If not, okay, great. If you are clear to play and you don't want to, you need to go in the transfer portal, right? Landon King decided I didn't transfer portal for me. And this Mm -hmm. is not me bashing Landon King. This is just the reality of this scenario, right? Nobody felt like Landon King quit on the team last year, though. Right. TJ Finley comes back from injury, not 100%, has some things going on off the field, decides, hey, it's better for me to not travel with the team, et cetera. They didn't say, TJ, hey, man, if you don't want to be on the team anymore, you got to, you know what I'm saying, you got you to gotta hit that portal, bro. Even though he, he didn't have portal eligibility that he would have had to sit out a year. So it would have been even worse in his scenario, but he wasn't asked to leave the team. They just let him take the time. So the, the, the reaction by the coaches was different because it was a different situation. So again, 
I don't want to talk about TJ's life and tell you what happened with him. I'll let TJ tell his own story. If it ever comes out, then we can talk about it. But that's the that's the most I'm going to say about that situation. Yeah, agreed. I don't need to add anything to that. I just feel like until he comments on it, it's inappropriate for anybody else to comment on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, John Brandon says, Coy Moore mad at some of y'all. Listen, man, Coy went off. And for, okay, so what Coy said was most of you people like hiding behind cell phones, talking negative about people. Y'all's lives must be miserable. So you're trying to bring somebody else down. I'm tired of y'all disrespecting my brothers and fellow teammates. Not a crazy statement. Like, yeah. Right. He said, it's, yeah, he said no, listen, it, man, just everything put, he said put some respect on bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was well said. At the end of the day, fans expect them to go out and give their all for the university, for their teammates, you know, for everybody who paid for a ticket. In return, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask people to behave on social media when it comes to the same people who you're asking whether they succeed at their task and being the best player they can be or not. If they, unless they did something to warrant that ire these are i don't care and i don't care how much nil money they're getting these are not pro athletes right i'll say it again for the people in the back these are not pro athletes these are kids man these are kids trying to figure out man do you remember what it was like when we were in college 20 years old trying to figure out life right come on man cut these kids some slack dude like i i, I just don't you know we're asking more of the kids than we are of the adults in the room and, it, and it's backwards backwards yeah like i said i i i don't like that people go at coaches the way that they do in former coaches but those are the guys that i think deserve all this the the flag like if you're gonna if you're gonna direct some vitriol at someone i'm okay with you directing it at a coach right like he's an adult he's a career professional and he's being paid millions of dollars to do that job i think it still goes overboard with coaches but i don't i don't really speak on the coach thing too much because those are the people who have the responsibility in those locker rooms i think the most over these young athletes do um but you know hey listen i think coy moore's tweet and the reactions from other players on twitter underscores my th um, statement that i said that he's not as poisonous to the locker room as people are trying to make it seem make it seem like yeah. if he was so sure. poisonous nobody would care that you're trashing him they'd have just been like right, All right well, but, the, but one of the first people to speak up is one of his teammates to yeah. say hey and a wide receiver doing? at that right like a guy who right. he'd be responsible for getting the ball from right so I just don't think he's as hated in that locker room as people are trying to make it seem as if he is. Now, I don't know that he's universally liked in the locker room, but I don't know that you'll find very many players that will be universally liked in the locker room. Like, everybody's got, like, their people who they're tighter with and all this sort of thing. I just, again, I just don't think, well, let me not say I don't think. I know he's not as hated in that locker room as some people would like to make it seem as if he is. I know that for a fact. From talking to players, I know that. Right. That's facts. John Boyson says, I'm not surprised TJ is gone. I'm surprised it took this long for him to enter his name into the portal. This is, uh, he, he no, had to graduate you know, first. He so. had to graduate. He had to graduate, uh, Jonathan. Like it was, there was no reason for him to do it before he graduated. And technically, because he's already transferred once. So once you graduate, the, the portal deadlines don't apply to you. Right. So, you know, whatever deadline that there was for people to jump in the portal, once you graduate, that barrier is erased for you. And that's why he needed to graduate. So, like, people who were like, why did he get in the portal before? Well, technically, if he had done that, I don't know how that would have worked, but yeah. I don't know if he would have technically had to sit and if he graduated later, but he got and in the portal clear, before he was And let's be clear, he eligible. has not officially graduated yet. He has only announced his intent Tent, to transfer intent. once Correct. he actually graduates. Graduates, like, yeah. I think, like, this week is final. So, like, the, the, the period's not even over, right? He just knows, hey, look, I should have enough credits by the end of this to be up out of here. I'm just telling y'all, when that happens, when I walk yeah. across that stage... I'm walking directly into a moving truck and I'm out of here. Yeah. And, and I do feel comfortable saying this because I did talk to him about it personally and directly. Uh, you know, I said, Hey man, are, are you graduating this summer? And he said, yeah, man, I'm about to help graduate. I'll get that degree this summer. I said, congrats. 
Um, so it's always been in his plans to graduate this summer. Congrats mm -hmm. to him on, on being able to do that. But that was a necessary step in him being able to transfer right. properly. So, like, you know, at this at the point that he announces that he's getting in the portal, I think he feels comfortable that he's he's that, on the path to be able to. Right, right. That, that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to say that too early. And then, you know, you're missing a credit or something silly happens that right. happens to kids all the time yep philip uh hall jumps in i will cheer cheer for TV, tj wherever he lands i still root for Bo. i can't go this far with you philip i uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish him the best of luck but i ain't gonna say i'm cheering for him. Uh, yeah listening. all right yeah i don't know how much i cheer for yeah, anybody listen. who leaves nah, right yeah but nah. you don't but you don't <laughs> but you like like listen I you're happy the best, to see though. them do yeah, yeah, you're happy to see them do well. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Th that that's that. There's there's a step between <laughs> being happy that they do well and cheering for them. Nah, I, I because, can't go this far. I can't yeah, go this far. Especially anybody who you might actually, in any capacity, play in the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to go for the. I, I cheer for them with I, any of these guys. Wishing yeah, you right. the best. Do wonderful things in life. I don't have any ill will towards Achieve you. Achieve your dreams. Yeah, yeah, shoot for the stars. <laughs> cheer for you. I'm not clapping. I'm not, I got too many other things to pay attention to. No, nah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not even watching game. Like I like no. Nah. Uh, Dustin Pace jumps in, cr call me crazy, but uh, weren't a ton of people practically begging for TJ to start over Bo, and now a lot of these same people want us to get Joe Nobody from the portal thinking the grass is greener. Um, okay. This is true, right? There are yeah, a lot of yeah. people who did think that TJ... There, I've seen people as recently as, like, earlier this week on Facebook. I promise this is... I'm not making this up. I saw posts... Earlier this week, when the portal closed, saying TJ's not in the portal, he's going to be our starter next year. And I was like, what are you talking okay. about? Okay, so I, I, I do want to clarify the difference between people calling for, not necessarily, I don't think it was more so that people were calling for no, TJ. No, 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 there were people more calling for TJ. There well, well, you know, I know there were. I'm just saying, I, I think that it was more, the, 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 the spirit behind it was more of, anything but Bo, because we've seen enough of Bo, right? No, TJ no, I just think you're talking about you. I'm talking about there are people who literally thought TJ Finley was a better quarterback than Bo Nix, and they well, wanted sure. him to be well, sure. Well, sure. What I'm saying is, is that was rooted in, in them wanting to just see something else. So your mind makes that true, right? Like, okay, he, he can't, can, can no. he, if he's not going <laughs> to get better, this guy has to be better, right? And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, I, that's I think you're thinking about you, bro. I'm telling you, that's not what there were some people who really thought TJ was going to be that dude. They, they really, there are people who still think that TJ, right now, when TJ announced he was going into the portal, I saw a tweet that said he's going to be one of the most highly coveted quarterbacks in the portal. That's a thing that happened yesterday. And I was like, what are we being serious like again i think tj's super the most highly coveted quarterback in the portal uh, yeah i'm just saying in terms of this comment when he was saying people were begging for tj to start over Bo. there were like there were people but i i i just believe that most of that was rooted in most people I wanting to see something other than Bo. i don't know right? what percentage i don't, I, don't I, I, I don't know that i don't know that even most of that was just people who who thought that TJ was actually better. I, I, I don't think it, whatever quarterback they had gotten from the portal, people were going to be clamoring for that person because of how much they had seen the Bo at that point. And they had already made up their minds about Bo. So it was like, hey, can, can, is there no way that we don't have somebody who can come in and do better, right? That's what I saw. But, you know, to, to your point, like, I believe that people existed on both sides of the spectrum yeah. to what percentage, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, 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 I My, my point sure. is that Dustin is correct. There were people that were doing that. The, 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 the nuance of that is what percentage of the people who wanted TJ genuinely thought TJ was a better quarterback and what people were just frustrated with what we have. So we want to see something different. And he seems like the most viable alternative right now. Again, I think there are people that exist on all sides of that spectrum, but I do know 
100% that there are people who were in love with the idea of TJ Finley as the quarterback and thought that we were going to be better with him at quarterback. There are people who believe that we think that, that we were, you know, because Brian said that he's the best quarterback in 16 years. You know, I actually went back and I want to, so you guys know I do a lot of uh, film review and stuff. So I was looking back at a lot of film trying to put some draft profile stuff together. And there's some shorts that we have out there where I put some some little, you know, less than one minute cutups of our players that got drafted out there on our YouTube channel. I went back and I looked at the Alabama State game that Bo Nix quarterbacked. I actually would, I actually think that Bo Nix's play in that game was better than what TJ Finley did in that game that, that Brian was talking about. He actually was being surgical during that Alabama State game. And so I have to go back and even retract my previous, oh, I agree about the quarterbacking comment. I actually don't agree. I actually think Bo Nix probably was the best quarterbacking within a short sample size that we saw in the last few years based upon that. Anyway, that ain't got nothing to do with this conversation about TJ. But uh, but yes, there are people who thought that TJ was uh, the next coming of some, I, I, I don't know where they got it from, but they definitely believed it. Uh, right. Christian Crawford says Cam Newton spoiled the hell out of us. People think that every quarterback that comes through the door should be like him, no matter their size. By that standard, we haven't had a QB for 13 years. Nick Marshall would disagree with you about being a stellar quarterback, but I do uh, understand the Cam Newton standard that gets us. Listen, the Cam Newton standard gets applied to quarterbacks that don't even come to Auburn, though. Right. And I get sick of people trying to compare. I've, I say this so much. Man, Cam is such a one-on-one guy. Like, you just don't, you don't, they're, they're not going to be other Cam Newtons walking around planet Earth, let alone playing quarterback, let alone doing it at a division, at, at, at a power five school, let alone leading that team to national. Like, it's just not a thing. No matter how big and strong and, and fast you think a guy is, he just won't be Cam Newton. Cam's right. just different. Like, he could have every single physical attribute and not have the mental aptitude that Cam had for just willing teams to victory. They can have all of the intangible stuff that Cam had and not have the 6'6", 250, you know, 4'4". Four, four. Like, you just don't get, you don't see, that just don't walk through the door at anybody's football program on a consistent basis. So, like, people have to stop trying to make people Cam Newton. It's it's such a disrespect to the legacy. I, I I don't think you just understand how just different Cam Newton was as a as a player to try to compare anybody to him. Yeah, uh, Cam did spoil. Like, I mean, he was just so different, right? Like, uh, and I I still kind of blame Gus for this whole we're gonna go we're gonna go fly the flash in the pan phenomenon because he was he was good at finding them here or there. They just couldn't find them consistently enough to sustain a program. And they were doing so poor developing through recruiting and right that, you know, a lot of those top 10 classes never panned out. So uh, the standard that we like, we just haven't had it. I would agree. We just haven't had a standard at QB. There's been no Auburn standard at QB. Yeah. It's been like, Oh, we got a guy. Hopefully he's the next savior of our next two years. Right. And I think a lot of the disappointment in Bo was this was supposed to be the first time that a guy came in from high school and actually was that dude. You know what I mean? The guy that above all odds was going to carry us. And that's not who he is as a quarterback. Right. Um, now, whether that's fair, he didn't put that label on himself. Other people put that label on him. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of the frustration with Bo was just that. Right. Like it just was, hey, man. You know, if you are truly a five-star quarterback, truly, like you've been evaluated to be such and you are going to be such, there's I, I just think there's a certain level of play that those guys bring to a team where they elevate everything around them constantly and they're going to win more than they lose. And, like, you know, you, fans will not ever look at them and say, that guy's the problem, <laughs> right? You know, if you're truly a five-star quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Alabama is finding out that some of the guys that were sitting behind Bryce Young are not those dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, right now they're finding out in real time, hey, for so long, we've had the next guy. <laughs> and now, finally, our streak has run out, and we don't have the next guy, and it's frustrating when it happens. 
let me let me okay i don't i hate having to give to guys when i say quarterbacking or when b will says quarterbacking I'm talking about operating within a specific system. I'm not talking about number of yards they put up. I didn't even say that they were the best quarterback. I'm talking about operating in a system and being surgical with how they're giving. Like, it's it's th those are separate conversations, whether I feel like somebody's a better quarterback overall or a better player overall, or whether or not they executed a game plan and a drive. That's different. Those are different conversations, different statements. I don't, I don't really want to have to parse out that, but I, I, I want you guys to like hear what I'm saying and not like run wild with it. Cause I feel like somebody's going to clip up me saying something about him playing at Alabama state, the Alabama state game and make it into, I thought Bo Nix was the best quarterback Auburn's ever had. Like just settle down. It's right. uh, like, I, I know, I know you guys should know by now that I'm smarter about football than that. So uh, I appreciate all of the comments, but like, don't take them out of context. Uh, Corey Weber, if Robbie is QB1, why is the staff pushing so hard in the portal for a former starter? Come on, guys. Think about it. Right. Okay. So um, I don't think that even most people think that Robbie is solidified as QB1. But regardless, you have to have three scholarship quarterbacks on campus. There's no way you can go into a fall with just two guys, right? Yeah. Like you have to have three guys that you think can start. And they don't have that right now with TJ leaving. So yeah, they and they expected TJ to leave, which is why they're pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Right. You know, you've got a guy sitting out there with a freebie transfer and holding, right? Like, you know, uh, they had to get a third guy on campus. They did. I so said I think that has a lot to do with why they're pushing so hard. So it's not necessarily that they don't like regardless of what you think about how Robbie Ashford would is going to perform, they had to, they have to do this. <laughs> they had to go do this. They had to go get another guy. They always were going to have to go get another guy, understanding somebody was going to leave this quarterback room. Right. And we know that from conversations we've had with players and coaches, right? Like <laughs> they're like, Hey man, we don't know what this guy is going to do. And because we don't know what this guy is going to do, we have to prepare right? As if somebody is going to leave. So you start taking a poll and gauging, okay, it's probably not going to be Holden. It's probably not going to be Robbie. It's probably going to be TJ. But, you know, if he leaves, what does that leave you with in terms of potential starters? Remember Brian Harson's first year? Literally, if we had had a viable third option, that person would have started the Iron Bowl. And that's the, that's the as a coach, that's the situation that you have to plan for. Right. So you got to go get this guy. I don't I, I don't think it's all just about finding a starter for the fall. I think it's about making sure that you got at least three quarterbacks on campus that you feel good about. Right. And so and, and specifically to why a former starter, because you want someone who has started experience in your room, you Correct. The, the experience just add it. Uh, the 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 idea that they just want depth, I think, is not accurate yeah yeah they if want you quality depth so you don't want to just right. get anybody and then again I've, I've said this multiple times the amount of eligibility that the starter ha or excuse me that that transfer has remaining impacts what your current room is and your future recruiting right because if you right. bring that guy in that's got two plus years of eligibility and they actually win the starting job and play well enough that people think they should be the incumbent starter for the next year then the guys that you have sitting in that room right now, Robbie Ashford, Holden Gurner, um, your Hank Brown that's coming in in the fall, and then right. the guy that you're bringing in next fall, or excuse me, next spring as your, your recruit, all have to realize I'm probably sitting another year because you've got an incumbent starter already there. And so right. there, there's it's it's a delicate kind of balancing situation that you have to do with keeping the guys that you have on the roster happy with their role and their potential path to playing time and trying to figure out how you solidify your room for right now. Right. Right. So, um, it's, it's, so yes, that's why they would be pushing for a former starter as the guy to come in because yeah, they yeah, want somebody yeah. with some experience. They don't want it to have to rely on, we get two starters injured and Hank Brown's got to walk in as a true freshman <laughs> to start. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. you definitely want somebody who's played some football before. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're in a situation where you're going to any one of your backups. Yeah. Ideal.
Justin Pace, my point is the same is happening with Robbie. Our fans are delusional. We have a good quarterback right now. Same with Bo. They aren't world beaters, but let's just support our guy. Yeah, I mean, listen, the system had a lot to do, I think, with why a lot of these guys didn't reach their potential. I think that uh, Gus was awful for Bo. And if there was a chance that Bo was going to become that dude, it wasn't going to happen under Gus. Um, and so he needed to get out of here because he needed to go someplace where they know what they're doing with quarterbacks. And so, you know, with the comment earlier about the, you know, we didn't, Albers has no real legacy at quarterback, man. It's just right. these like <laughs> weird one-offs that happen every four to five years. Um, and same thing, man, here with Robbie, um, you know, you know, you've got a guy who's got talent and I just want to see, I just want, I'd rather lean on, Hey, Hugh Freeze, come in and show us that you're the guy that can develop quarterbacks and make this guy into a quarterback, right? Make him into a top-tier quarterback. And if you can do that, I'll feel better about your ability to be able to take some kid out of high school and do that because Auburn has not had that. They haven't had that at all. So, you know, you know, support, yeah, sure. You want to support the guys, but you also want to put the best guy out there. And, you know, you want to trust that the coaches understand who that guy is. Right. Right. And that they're making that best decision. And I think that that's was a lot of the debate over the years has been just about doubt whether we're putting the best guy on the field or not. And at the better programs, they're not having that issue. The guy out there is the best guy. And I mean, I, and, and like if you look at what happened at Georgia, a lot of people questioned Kirby Smart that first year sticking with Stetson. Mm hmm. Right. It panned out. Now, mind you, he had a great fallback <laughs> in an all world defense to be able to make that decision. But, you know, ultimately, um, you know, the next year it bared out and they didn't even have a QB competition last spring. Right. Stetson was the guy. Kirby said it directly to me. I was the one who asked him the question like at SEC media days. Hey, are you guys having a QB competition? No. Stetson's earned the benefit of the doubt. And I think it would just be nice to go into one off season with a QB who's earned the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and we have, we just have not seen that in quite some time. I think we thought we saw that after, you know, uh, you know, some quarterbacks first years, right. I don't think anybody was questioning whether Stidham was going to be the starter going into his second year at Auburn. Right. Right. Or Nick Marshall, but it just doesn't happen often enough. There are always these large gaps where we don't know. <laughs> who the guy is going to be going into the spring. And it, it just, you can't run a successful program that way. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one here. Todd Jordan says right now it's red shirt, sophomore, red shirt, freshman, true freshman that we have as far as scholarship quarterbacks in this room. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on, man. That's why you go and get a guy with some experience. Right. right? <laughs> That's why you go out and get a guy with some experience. I mean, like Robbie got a whole year's worth of starting experience last year, but he did it hurt. You know, and if, at the if he doesn't, for whatever reason, if he doesn't come along, you need to have a guy who you can maybe hit the ground running with this year. Right. Because Hugh Freeze understands that his leash on this thing is not that long. It's not. Right. Like he gets it. He says, listen, man, if we're not in the top seven in recruiting by X time, we're all going to be looking for jobs in a few years. Right. And he knows he knows you have to go get talent and you have to win. So. Uh, uh, find a guy who you can at least start building with now, man, and, and buy yourself some time to start developing a pipeline of guys. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, man, we're gonna get out of here, man. We appreciate you guys dropping this in. This is a long country. one. This is a long yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I knew this was going to be a long one this morning. Uh, yeah. but yeah, man, uh, definitely happy trails to our guy TJ. Um, hopefully, everybody is having a wonderful morning. And as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drive.